0: Now, here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeart Radio.
2: Investigative reporter Cheryl Jones back with us. It's, uh, she's been a news anchor and meteorologist for the networks of CNN and the Weather Channel. Cheryl has worked in multiple television markets in various capacities as well. She's been with us now. How long, Cheryl? How long have you been with us?
3: I started in September of 2019
2: three years already quite a while. goes by fast. How was your Thanksgiving?
3: It's very good. It's kind of a hybrid holiday since I'm working too. As you know, you're familiar with that.
2: Yeah, me too.
3: But everything's, uh, everything's fine. The Turkey's fine. Everything's good.
2: I went over my son's place. All the kids were there. Everybody was there. We had a great time. And of course I had to politely excuse myself after we had dinner because I had to get ready for the program, but, uh, we had a great time and, uh, Normally, I host Thanksgiving, but uh, this time they all wanted to do it, so I let them do it, and they had a great time.
3: Well, that's great. That's great. You, you, you seem to have a very wonderful and large family.
2: Great. Three kids, and they're all fantastic. Uh, wow. I'm, 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 very, I'm blessed there. Mm-hmm. I'm very blessed there. So. so years ago, I mean years ago, I picked up a book called Journeys Out of the Body by Robert Monroe, On astral projection and I was hooked and I am so delighted to know that you have a incredible story about the Monroe Institute
3: yes it does go back a long way Robert Monroe is uh, no longer alive sadly but he lived a long and very active life and sure accomplished a lot and this uh, interview tonight is about that exploration of consciousness And the work of Robert Monroe, one of the foremost pioneers in the field, he was also a Virginia businessman when all of these out-of-body experiences started. And that was more than 60 years ago when Monroe had his first of many out-of-body experiences, which started his relentless search for answers. Even his physician couldn't offer any insight into what caused the strange experiences that took him way beyond the physical realm and led him to create the internationally known Monroe Institute. He went to psychiatrists, doctors. He, was, he just could not find any answers here on Earth. A world leader for the study of human consciousness, the Institute, through very high-tech and sophisticated sound technology, the research has continued and concluded, concluding, that we are much more than our physical body. George, my guest tonight, renowned Monroe Institute expert, President and Executive Director, Alan Evans, shares insight into using Monroe Sound Science, or what's called MSS, with what is also called the binaural beat technology. More now in our conversation.
1: Hello, Alan. Welcome to COAST. Hello. Glad to be here. We're so glad to have you. Alan, for our listeners who may not be familiar with the life journey of Robert Monroe and the Monroe Institute, can you share a little bit about that amazing story?
4: Oh yes, it's a, it's a good one. So Robert Monroe um started having these spontaneous out-of-body experiences, and it disturbed him. You know, can you imagine in that time, there was no literature about it? He didn't he really thought he was going crazy. <laughs> and so he he sought out help. He, he went to his family doctor. He went to a psychologist who was a friend of his, and they finally helped him rule out, okay, I'm not going crazy. I'm not dying, and so that led Robert or Bob to go on this quest. He wanted to get to the bottom of it. He was very curious about what was happening and wanted to share, so as this curiosity continued, It led him to start seeking out a place so that he could further his work. And he was very successful in the cable business. The timing of it, of him being involved, was perfect. And then when he was ready to move on to something else, he sold those, and he had some money to fund this new endeavor. And interestingly enough, he started scouting for land, and he found this wonderful place where we still are today, in Nelson County, Virginia that is at the foothills of the Blue Ridge Mountains at the time it was 800 acres and interestingly enough Ram Das went and scoped it out with him once everything was set up and we had the Monroe Institute um, it was interesting how it evolved because Bob of course was interested in exploration and the science behind it and his wife Nancy was more interested in helping humanity and using it for good work. So she had the heart. So putting them together has created what we have today.
1: It was the out-of-body experiences that he kept having over and over and over again that created his curiosity and intense interest in the topic.
4: Correct. That definitely was the, the leading force behind this because, again, it was so new. It wasn't happening to other people as far as he knew, and he needed to find out what was happening, and he was a very curious human being, which is great because of that curiosity. He threw himself into this project, and it helped us
1: discover and find out more about this phenomena. What were his best known books that he wrote about his journey through these discoveries?
4: Journeys Out of the Body. He had three books, but Journeys Out of the Body would be the one I'd say to start with. And can you describe that book for our listeners? So interestingly enough, he had the foresight to journal and to record his experiences. So these books are based on those experiences and then his understanding at the time. How did this journey lead him to create the Monroe Institute? It started in another place in Virginia called Whistlefield. And he started working with volunteers to use the sound technology to explore and to refine. So through the exploration, he started working with sound. He was a radio man. So he started working with sound. So After he was transitioning from the cable business and radio business, he became really interested in how people could process information while they sleep. He had read about this idea of learning, like, say, a language or math while you sleep. So he set it up to do some research to see if it was possible before he put more money there. What he found out that surprised him was that the participants had trouble falling asleep, so he couldn't even get to the experiment itself. So that's when he started working with sound to enhance sleep.
0: Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: And that was the beginning. What inspired you personally, Alan, that led you to your role at the Monroe Institute? It was a personal
4: quest. It started in my late 20s, and I just knew that there was more to life. So I was trying to figure it all out. And actually, if you're familiar with Edgar Casey's work, I read some of his materials He is called the sleeping prophet, of course, no longer living, but he was a man who was uh, just someone who could go into these states and get information, but he was a very, he was very conservative in his beliefs and it was very hard for him to believe it was happening. And then as he went through this experience, it was documented and it was verified So I read these things and it just blew me away and it made me realize there's a bigger world out there. So through all my readings, it led me to the work of Bob Monroe. How long have you been at the Monroe Institute? I showed up in 2009 and interestingly enough, I was looking for a way to enhance my intuitive abilities. I wanted to be more psychic and I had heard a lecture from someone who said that's what it helped them do. And I heard that a long time ago, way before internet, but I kept it under wraps, and I kept it with me. And I raised my daughter and you know, had that stage of life where I couldn't really go and seek out these kind of things. And in two thousand and eight, my daughter and I went to a bookstore and I happened to see a book, and it was the Journey of Robert Monroe. And I thought, oh, Dear, this is the book. This will tell me about the place that I have been reading about and that I believe will enhance my intuitive abilities.
1: So after reading that book, I was there by the following year. I understand Monroe is using and developing new versions based on the advanced technology called Monroe Sound Science. This, along with the development of the use of the binaural beat technology, and you say using MSS signals? Can you explain that to our coast listeners?
4: Sure. It's so binaural beats. You know, we're the beginning, and we still use binaural beats. We recognize that they are very impactful and helpful, but now there is new technology, new ways of evaluating, um, say, what the experiences of people are. Meaning, we have improved ways, and MSS signals are Monroe Sound Science. We still rely heavily on our binaural beat technology, but the technology available today has opened up so many other avenues that we can explore. So, we can use things like phase modulation. And we've discovered that these things, or we believe that these things, do more than or different things than what binaural beats do in the brain. So, we are working with that and reviewing it having participants uh, go through research projects and programs to see how that works out and see what's happening there and to expand what we're doing. And we're also exploring with 3D sound for entrainment, and
1: that's showing very promising results. What triggered all of this new research into these specific areas?
4: For a long time, we weren't doing more innovation. And about 10 years ago, I would say about a decade ago, uh, Skip Atwater, who was the president at the time, decided to um, step into this area and see what else we could be doing because of the advancements in technology and advancements in how we can read what's happening in the brain.
1: Why do you think sound science like this, Monroe Sound Science, is so effective and so important?
4: It's a complex thing because the technology itself helps, and it is certainly a way to entrain the brain and lead the brain to these incredible, extraordinary states that it takes years for trained, disciplined meditators to reach But there's also a human component to this that are just your individual agenda of your personal self evolution that steps into it as well. So it's a tool, but it's not something that you have to have to self evolve, but it does help because
1: of what it's doing as far as the entrainment. You say many people report transformative experience when using sound technology, no matter what phase is being used in the sound technology evolution. Tell us about those transformations.
4: So we have story after story, as you can imagine. We've had tens of thousands of people come to the Institute over the years, and now we have online and virtual programs. So you do have an opportunity to hear amazing stories. Recently, we had a participant, and this is just a story that's, that uh, has stuck with me because of how powerful it was for the individual. They were actually swimming with whales, and they experienced themselves as a whale. And they swam from Hawaii to Australia and had nice a nice conversation. And as they were departing, the whales called out to this individual And with a very heavy voice and a sadness, said, I want to understand or I don't understand what you human beings are doing to each other and why you have to hurt each other and why you have to cause so much pain. So that was an amazing experience that was just in a meditation at one of our programs.
1: What's the most unusual example that you can give us regarding what's going on at Monroe Institute? So that's a great question, and this is something I'm going to call from that's
4: fairly recent. It was in February. We have a research program we call Discovery, and we base our protocols for this particular part or aspect of the program to measure a remote viewing experience. And fortunately, we have, one as one of our trainers, Joe McMonagle, who is remote viewer 001, And he was that for the Stargate program that was a government program. So he has instilled in us really stringent ideas about how we do this so that we're doing it accurately. So the way we set this up, and again, it's a remote viewing target situation, and the 12 participants were supposed to locate a target and identify the target and describe it, tell us what it is. And we set up a very uh, strong protocol of a double-blind situation where none of the trainers, none of the participants, no one on site knew what the target was. It was an outside source who gave us the target and who graded the results. And we ended up with every participant, whether they were a beginner or not, we had some beginners, every participant successfully identified the target.
0: Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.
1: I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C.,
0: and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Moson. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: Hi, guys. Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims. For a decade, I prosecuted violent felonies. Every day is a mission. Every day is a chance to stop crime and keep one more person safe. Listen to Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get
3: your podcast.